At Atlas Copco, we strive to be the most attractive industrial company in our target markets. Our strong culture of innovation is the result of having great people on board, committed and encouraged to grow and reach their full potential. With the belief that passionate people make the difference, we are exploring a new channel to deep dive into topics within people management. We call it the People Podcast. For those of you who listened to our previous episodes, welcome back. We have decided to podcast on a quarterly basis and the program today is our sixth release. I'm Cecilia Sandberg, Head of HR for the Atlas Copco Group. Today I have the privilege to have Hans-Ola Meyer, retiring CFO for Atlas Copco Group, joining me. Our topic today will be the success of Atlas Copco. What is the secret sauce actually? Excellent strategy, strong leadership, or mainly being at the right place at the right time. We will have the opportunity to learn from Hansola's extensive experience, reflecting about what took us here, and more importantly, what will take us ahead, and focus areas that will future-proof us as an organization. Please join us. Hansola, most welcome. Thank you very much, Cecilia. So why don't we start from the beginning and uh, why don't you tell us a bit about your passion for finance, Hansola, and where did the journey start and where has this passion taken you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was certainly no passion for finance, as you put it, from the start. (laughs) I was a typical sports guy, did everything in in the sports field, so to speak, but happened to end up at Stockholm School of Economics. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after that, I came to work at Atlas Copco uh, in 1978 at Group Accounting and Controlling. And that's basically where I got hooked, if, <laughs> if I use that your word about it. It was a, a fantastic way of getting an overview mm. and an insight into mm. an international company mm. and uh, with a great culture and everything. And it sort of promised that this is you could do many different mm. things. Mm. So that was great uh, for me. I think you've done a great journey, and I know we could probably spend the whole podcast just talking about the, all your different missions uh, within the group. But let's go back to the topic then. And one of the first things that you learn in Atlas Copco is stability, profitability, and then growth. Mm. And how has this, in your opinion, impacted what we as an organization are all about? Yeah, I think the way it comes about is starting from the focus on results. Mm. And if you deliver results Mm. and then you are, so to speak, allowed to grow. Mm. So it's that sequence of stability, profitability and growth Mm. comes natural from Mm. that focus of results. Mm. And if you then deliver results again and again, then you really can create sustainable, profitable Mm. growth. That's where we are today, Mm. I would say. But it sounds so simple when you say it like that, Hansula. Could you perhaps share an example that will make this come to life? Yeah. To be honest, if you look at the group's performance Mm -hmm. right now, Mm -hmm. I guess I could take many, many, many different examples of that because Mm -hmm. it's such a great performance. But one, uh, it's difficult to take one specific perhaps, but but if I have to, one, one that comes to mind is what happened in the industrial tools business in 2008. Mm. And you remember, it was the oh, start yes. of the great uh, financial crisis mm. in the world mm. and so on. And the, the impact 
shattered the profitability mm. of, of industrial technique, mm. basically, mm. and the industrial tools business. The, the profit disappeared completely. And uh, instead of just putting all efforts to win the revenues back, the management took a, a, a deep breath, so to speak, and looked at, we need to find structural ways not to have this repeated again. Mm, mm. And I think that they rebuilt the manufacturing structure, mm. which creates stability, emphasized the need to grow the service business, mm, mm. which gives both resilience and better profitability. And only after that, all efforts were put on innovative products and growth and everything mm, like that. Mm. So in 2020, if we now look at mm. another crisis, it only took three quarters for the business mm. to regain the profitability level of the mm. past mm. for the same type of business that we had. I think that's a good example. It's a very good example. Thank you for sharing that. I, I was around in industrial technique at the time, so I remember it. And I think what you're saying is signals the importance of an agile organization in a very sure. good way. So, uh, But let's look into strategic success factors. And what, in your view, has been the fundamentals for Atlas Copco in the past? <sighs> Yeah, there, there are of course many things, uh, but if you start from great technical skills mm. in engineering and marketing so that you can really create innovative products and customer solutions mm. within then also profitable niches, because mm. mm. if, if there is no profit to share, then it's very difficult to develop mm. sustainably over time. And then you have, on top of that, a stable organizational structure with decentralized responsibility and added on top of all that, the passionate people mm. that want to perform. Mm. I mean, then you have, I mean, it's, it's big words, but I think it really mm. is about that. Mm. No, no, I agree, hans -Ole. I think indeed, I mean, without passionate people, no innovations or strong customer solutions. And... If we look into disruptions or other important milestones on Sola throughout the history of Atlas Coco, what would you say paved the way? Well, it's difficult not to say the divisionalization. Mm, mm. And I touched upon the decentralized uh, organization before. Late 1980s, beginning of the 90s, as probably the most important one in my mind. Mm. Uh, of course, the technical skills and the customer application skills was also there before. Mm. But the division and business area structure with a lot of empowerment and accountability, of course, as well, uh, of the organization was, in my view, a main milestone. I mean, I met so many companies, uh, you know, in Sweden and, and internationally that also have very good engineers. They uh, have global presence, uh, not the least Nordic companies. We mm. see that mm. a lot. Good customer insights, even a profitable service business, and, uh, and perhaps even in their mind, a very good company culture. Mm. So, so it's there. But what I've not seen many examples of is that combined with a very stable organizational structure. Mm. So I keep coming back to that, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. why I picked it before. And it sort of creates trust in the structure. And many other companies have seen new management coming in and gone, and new management again comes in. And 
what it creates is uncertainty about what is really the frame and, and who, and, and then you create passive mm. organization mm. because the framework is not set, so mm. to speak. Mm. But of course, within that frame, there is always a better way. So everything has to be challenged. Mm. But that's uh, very, very important mm. for me, I think. No, but I think, well said, Ansel, I can only agree. I, I think change for the sake of change has never been a productive way forward. I think we can agree to that. And um, so let's talk about the three horizons that we mentioned quite a lot in Atascoco and, you know, to secure the sustainable results. Uh, develop and defend core, uh, build new businesses and then create options. Could you elaborate a bit on what does this actually mean for mm -hmm. us? I, I must say, I think it's a, it's a brilliant concept that someone coined in <laughs> Atlas Copco uh, quite some time ago, but it's still extremely useful. And I know that Mats uses it mm. still uh, yeah. very actively. And I think it's about the good manager having to manage and create results, which is what you see and do every mm. week. So mm. that's the first horizon but also then to invest in improvements. Mm. It could be investing even in, uh, in companies and, and, and other things, but improvements of all sorts, second horizon. And then also to inspire and motivate the team to mm. look for new business mm. opportunities. Mm. That's our third horizon. And the, the, the challenge is really to do all of that at the same time, mm. Mm. or at least during your Mm. tenor as manager mm. of something, then mm. you have to work with all three mm. at the same time. Mm. No, it is a real challenge for mm. sure. Um, I think another thing that we typically say in Atlas Copco is that we are product-driven and customer-focused. What do we mean by this? And, and how do we relate this to sustainable, profitable growth in your view? Uh, it relates back to the focus on results uh, and profitable niches for me. You can't be, or a company or anyone, can't be outstanding on everything. Mm. So you have to focus on where you have your strong competence mm. base. Mm. And that's the technical skills and the customer mm. applications that mm. we talked about. And if you want to deliver results, you have to stay and improve on that base, so to speak, or very close to it at least. But if you don't do that, you end up doing things that is not exactly what the customer needs. Mm, mm. And then you have even wasted excellence, perhaps, mm. but you don't create sustainable, profitable growth. Mm. No, it, it's really true what you're saying. So should we maybe look into the future and going <laughs> forward, where do you see our opportunities and how do we then continue creating lasting value for all our stakeholders? Yeah, it, you, you, you really put the finger on the multi-billion dollar <laughs> question that I get from investors all the time, basically. But no, I, I, it's, it's very difficult to come with a different answer suddenly. So I, I come back to what I say. Stay true to the basic mm. elements of sound business principles. And I think we have a lot of those sound mm. business principles. that we and, we and we have touched upon them already in this little conversation. Mm. But, but then again, stay curious and always willing to change, mm. but keeping those principles in mm. mind all the time. Mm. No, I, I think staying curious with an open mind for change is certainly something we, we proud ourselves at in Atlas Coco. And this mindset also connects to our core values and, and culture. Mm. And how would you, in your words, then describe these values, Hans Ola? 
Yeah, of course, that's super important. And I think if I just look personally, I would not have had more than 35 years in this group if those uh, values mm. didn't resound with me, mm. so to speak. Mm. And, and I think there is always a better way, mm -hmm. is one thing. Stay <laughs> curious and challenge, as we say. Respect for all people. Mm. There is mm. very little of hierarchy mm. in terms of, no, I can't talk mm. to that person mm. and so on and mm. so forth. And coupled with a down-to-earth attitude, mm. if I put it like mm. that. I've never met managers in Atlas Copco that believe they are bigger than what they really mm. are and mm. so on. I think, well, I mean, probably there are some examples. But mm. anyway, yeah. that, that's, the, that's the culture, I think. And, and then uh, also to put the team in front, so to speak, is a, a team is always stronger than any individual. And that gives results, and those are what counts, mm. not the words or your position mm. doesn't, mm. Uh, doesn't count, so mm. to speak. No, I, I think you're putting a very strong message there and uh, walk the talk, yeah, don't just exactly. talk the talk, no, right? Exactly, so, uh, exactly. And I fully agree on your comment in relation to a strong team outperforms the individual. So, Hans-Ola, <laughs> if you're okay that we're getting a little bit more personal with our <laughs> listeners now, so what are your personal lessons learned the past 30 plus years of working for the group? And is there a most proud moment in your career that you can share? Lessons learned. It would take us a three-hour pod to go through everything <laughs> I've learned. But, but on the proudest moment, perhaps, uh, there are, of course, many proud moments when I felt yeah. proud personally, but, but also extremely proud of belonging to this mm. great company. Mm. But then again, you said personal, uh, getting a bit <laughs> personal. I was very proud of myself, actually, in Ecuador, 1981. <laughs> Halfway down to the Amazonas, uh, when I managed to help the customer of the very first water SRAM drill rig <laughs> sold in the country ever to start the machine after they had spent uh, half a day trying themselves. And uh, we don't have time to go into where I, how I came to be in that position or, or what happened really. But uh, yeah, that, that was a proud moment. The customer was very happy. That's good. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Customer was well, um, I agree with you, Hans-Ola. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a podcast episode by itself. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let's come back to that. Well, okay. <laughs> so if you would meet your younger you, uh, Hans-Ola, now, mm -hmm. I mean, what professional advice would you have given yourself? It may sound strange for a guy that has had the same position now for the 22, <laughs> last 22 years, but actually the advice would be try to do even more different things. Uh, you know, life is much shorter than what yeah. you think, so be curious also in that respect. And uh, it's always welcome in Atlas Copco. I've always felt that if you can show that you have been in different Yes. Mm. Positions and situations, mm. that is always a very, very good asset to mm. have. Take the opportunities when yeah, you're around, right? Absolutely. Yes. I think we got some uh, very wise words from a wise friend here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting closer to the end, and we started out asking ourselves the success of Atlas Coco. What is the secret sauce? Mm. Uh, excellent strategy, strong leadership, or mainly luck? So, Hans Ola, here it goes the big question. What is the secret sauce? Yeah, well, um, like 
Coca-Cola and their recipe, we can't say. <laughs> no, but seriously, like most professional chefs, I would say it's the combination of some excellent raw material uh, that make it just not just one thing. But, but we have touched upon it. I mean, the passionate people, mm, mm. Uh, the culture, mm. the business principles, and I come back to that, the stable organizational structure. Mm. I think that is the source, so to speak, that has made it profitable. Yeah, great. I, I fully agree. And if you would give a final message to our listeners with uh, as a legacy of your impressive, impressive professional journey, Hans-Ola, what would that be? A final message <laughs> as legacy. legacy of my professional journey. Well, I'm sorry, Cecilia, it sounds a bit too pretentious for me, but, but okay then. It is what it is, mm. or things are what they are, in other words. Accept the facts, don't make up excuses, explain mm. if you have to, and then just deal with it. Mm. Accept the things you can change, right? Show courage to change the things you can, and have the wisdom to know the difference. I think that was a super powerful message <laughs> and a perfect ending. And then I take the opportunity now, Hans-Ola, to say thank you from me to you uh, for being a great colleague during these years. And I have really appreciated the collaborative spirit between us and the friendship. And last but not least, thank you so much, Hans-Ola, for joining me today and sharing your experience and reflections from your fantastic Atlas Copco journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Cecilia. Let me reiterate them. <laughs> It's been a great pleasure to work with you, Cecilia. Super. Thank you so much, Hans-Ola. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. All the best and take care. Mm-hmm.